Well, good morning, good day, good noon, good afternoon, good evening, good night. Whatever time finds you here, welcome. This is Con Café, online devotional. I'm Pastor Radio Valverde. I welcome you as we look at the epistle reading for this coming Sunday. It's from Paul's second letter to the Corinthians, chapter 8, verses 7 through 16. And we're looking at the New Revised Standard Version of the Bible. The devotional is called Excel in All Things, and this will be our devotional for June 22nd, year of our Lord, 2021. Hear now the word of God. Verse 7, now as you excel in everything, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in utmost eagerness, and in our love for you, so we want you to excel also in this generous undertaking. I do not say this as a command, but I am testing the genuineness of your love against the earnestness of others. For you know the generous act of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, so that by his poverty you might become rich. And in this matter I am giving my advice. It is appropriate for you who began last year not only to do something, but even to desire to do something, now finish doing it, so that your eagerness may be matched by completing it according to your means. For if the eagerness is there, the gift is acceptable according to what one has, not according to what one does not have. I do not mean that there should be a relief for others and pressure on you, but it is a question of a fair balance between your present abundance and their need, so that their abundance may be for your need, in order that there may be a fair balance. As it is written, the one who had much did not have too much, and the one who had little did not have too little. This, my friends, is the word of God for the people of God, and we say thanks be to God. Well, happy Tuesday. May this second day of the work week be a blessing rich in God's grace to you, dear friend, and all of the Confederate family as well is my prayer. I ask you, please keep a relative of mine in your prayers. Her name is Cammie Chapa, who's in need of two surgeries in Dallas, Texas. Cammie lives in San Marcos, Texas, and she lost both her parents when she was young. She was an only child, and this has been a rough, rough life for her, and I pray you pray for her and keep her spirits up and please continue to pray for one another pray for the needs that have been shared with you and make time to pray for yourselves you know your needs god knows your needs but he'd like to hear from you and like to share with you whatever blessing you may be needing now as i read this i had this thought that whether you know it or not we grade churches how First, if we visit a church, within minutes, if not seconds, we have decided whether we will revisit that church or not. Is it worth a second visit? Or can I find the exit now? And if we've been regulars, and I use that in quotes, of that church or our church, we leave every Sunday with at least something we loved about the service and something that did not quite meet our expectations. Sometimes we get petty. And if a certain someone doesn't greet us or we don't sing at least one of our favorite songs or hymns, we get irritated and we ponder what our next option should be regarding our worship at that church or not, grading the church. Now here, we have just read that Paul, who was a strict critic of almost all things, had rated this church, the Corinthian church, as excelling in everything. And I'm quoting 
that first verse we heard, excelling in everything, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in utmost eagerness, and in our love for you. That's quite a list. We could say that Paul gave them an A in faith, in what they held fast to, in that which they hoped for. He gave them an A in speech, that was the interaction with one another. He gave them an A in knowledge, knowing the scriptures and all things Christian. And he gave them an A in eagerness, make that utmost eagerness. Not a bad thing in any church at any time of history, which we say is a willingness to embrace responsibility and duty and then doing them. And he gave them an A in love. Isn't that awesome? Straight A's. Yet, Paul knew that there was another area in which this particular church could excel, and that would be of being generous in their giving. Churches require the generousness of its members to continue their ministries. Yes, we know of abuses by so-called televangelists or evangelists of the television type who buy jets and mansions and cars and ranches and etc. and lavish lifestyles and these folks give the church a black eye. Of course, there were other so-called evangelists during Paul's time that came along that made church councils necessary to appear to make decisions on statements of faith. And they came up with all of the creeds, beginning with the Apostles' Creed, and they were trying to define this is what we believe and this is who we are. Not quite the same thing, but it opened a door for these charlatans that we see on TV every day. Now, Paul was aware of the great financial need of the mother church, which was in Jerusalem. As we can imagine, it was a difficult thing for a Christian church to be thriving in Jerusalem, the headquarters of the Jewish faith. Today, we call it one of the headquarters of the Jewish faith and of the Christian faith and even the Muslim faith. But during Paul's time, for the most part, this was the headquarters of the world Jewish faith. You can imagine that the persecution against Jesus did not die down with his death, and the Jews frowned on anyone going to church at a Christian establishment. It was not a popular thing, and it certainly wasn't encouraged. In fact, it was probably discouraged, and no telling what kind of abuse Christians had to put up with just to go to their church. And whatever else was impacting the church, a lack of funds was crippling them. And Paul was aware of it, and he had decided to start a fundraising campaign to help them. This letter was part of that effort, and Paul wants this church in Corinth, who excelled in all things, to now excel in generous giving. Did you hear that? To be generous givers. Now, Paul finds a logical place to start his appeal by reminding them of the life of Christ, the perfect example of giving as in that verse that everybody knows by heart. For God so loved the world, God gave. For God so loved the world, God gave. Paul then shares how Jesus left all of the celestial riches in heaven for the sake of the world, coming to live among and as the poor. For though in poverty, Paul said, Christ wanted all people to be rich in the things that really count. And Paul wants the Corinthian church to complete the work that they had started a year earlier and bless the Jerusalem church with their gifts. Now, Paul also addresses the concern that some givers have, that of not having enough or the gift 
being large enough. Paul says it all balances out. Give of what you have, not of what you think you will have. And as I was reading that part, I thought of the number of people who in my history or in my career would come and say, as soon as I win the lottery, brother, we're going to have so much money, the church isn't going to know what to do with it. And I'd smile and say, if you win the lottery, I'll never see you again. (laughs) That was probably the truth. But there was a church right here in our state of Texas where one family supported it for most of its life with their gifts. They had set up quite a hefty uh, endowment fund specifically for keeping the doors open, the lights on, and the air conditioning blowing when they finally got air conditioning. And it wasn't until the late 1980s that they realized that the money in the family account, which was meant to support the church, was depleting fast. And for the first time in their history, they had to have a stewardship campaign to raise the needed money for the church. It was quite an event. Lifelong members of this church had to learn how to give because they were never taught. There was never that need to teach them on giving as a spiritual discipline. Giving is part of your worship. Giving is a part of one of the spiritual disciplines that we as believers should follow. Now, friends, teaching giving as we teach little ones to give it, it's a process that should start early in life. Parents have the challenge of changing the mind that permeates the mindset of most infants to one of here I can share. I shared the story of a former bishop of ours who loved to tell the story about how one Sunday he preached a sermon on tithing, that of giving 10% of one's income to the Lord, and how that afternoon, right before his nap, I think it's a universal law that pastors take a Sunday nap, he got a call from one of the church's uh, officers, the treasurer, who said, Pastor, I know you were probably about to take your Sunday nap, but I wanted you to know that someone in today's worship service left a check for $36,000. Wow. The bishop asked if the giver had left a phone number, and he had. He got the phone number, he called the number, and the young man who answered said, I never in my life had heard about tithing, and your sermon made me want to give 10% of the bonus I got this Friday in my job. I just moved here, and this Friday I got an unexpected bonus of $360,000. So your sermon moved me to give to God what is God's, which was 10% or $36,000. And he told the, the bishop, don't worry, I'm getting four more bonus checks this year, and I'm going to start tithing on my regular check as well. What a story, and what a blessing. The beauty was Paul, or that the bishop, did not have to explain the balance of things. This man knew in his heart that it was right to give unto God what was God's, and he felt blessed, and gave from his heart that which was truly not his, but God's. And this is what Paul wanted to teach to those believers in Corinth in that church, also in Ephesus, and all the other churches with which he had had dealings. I remember having this conversation about tithing with my mom one Saturday night when she came to pick me up at the end of my first work day at the grocery store there in Kingsville. And and as she explained tithing, I said, is this all? I get to keep the other part? Because my mom explained how to tithe and with that very first job 
of making $1.50 a day, 15 cents would go to God. Now, to me, that seemed like nothing. And me keeping the other $1.35 for myself seemed like an incredible amount. Giving, you see, is an expression of grace, God's grace. And when we give to God with our hearts, we are immediately blessed, and God is blessed, and God is glorified. Giving is what gives us and our churches and our ministries life. So, friend, if you've been wrestling with what to give and what not to give, hear again this this devotional. Read again the words of Paul as he's encouraging this church that excels in everything else to excel in the generousness of giving, giving to God, keeping the ministry open, and who knows, reaching new believers. New ministries can start. New programs can start. Maybe the church needs to add more staff people to help with the ministry of the church. And you could make a difference in the life of that church by making a change in your life. Not being stingy, not being worried, but rather being filled with grace, with gratitude and love for God and all that God has done in your life. Let's pray. Loving Father, we praise and thank you for all you have given for us and to us. You loved us enough to give. You gave Jesus. And so we should love you enough to give you what is truly yours. Receive my thankfulness and love and help me make a difference in all that I do. And in Christ Jesus, I pray. Amen. I pray, dear friend, you have made this prayer your prayer and you truly meant it as you prayed about yourself, your finances, and how you should be giving unto the Lord. I pray you have a great and blessed day in the Lord. Give someone something unexpected today is my prayer as well. I would pray you receive my blessings of love and peace, and I thank you for having tuned in. I pray this has blessed your life, and that you would forward it to someone who needs a blessing as well. May the Lord bless you and keep you. I'm Pastor Radio Alverde. Amen.